Welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. And just an FYI that we are going to switch our five and six Enneagram interviews. So you will get to hear the Enneagram five interview next week. This week we have for you a great interview with Stacy, a yoga teacher, also a teacher in the school system and an Enneagram six. She was so energizing to be with. You're going to love it. Hello everyone, Kat here, and today's episode is all about Enneagram 6. So I wanted to introduce our guest today. She is a friend and a colleague, Stacy. Stacy is a yoga teacher. She is a mom of two. Um, Her kiddos are super young, almost 25 and almost 21. And she also is a teacher at uh, a public school system, and she has been doing that job for 28 years, which speaking of six, uh, one word to describe a six is a loyalist among many. So when they commit, they commit. And I would say 28 years at a job uh, shows just about that. So kudos (laughs) to you, Stace. Welcome. And I'm going to go ahead and kick off our interview with my first question. So talk to me about what was your introduction to Enneagram and yoga? And I'll have to tell you that you were one of the very first people whom I've met who was just as enthusiastic about Enneagram. Um, I knew Christy and I didn't know a lot of people and you, you shared books with me, you talked to me, we texted with each other. So how did you get introduced? Well, I was introduced to yoga, uh, to um, Enneagram uh, six, about six years ago through Mm -hmm. um, a friend of mine, and he had given me the test and given me uh, a CD. And as I was listening to the CD and driving down the mountain, I was literally had to pull over several times because I was like, oh my gosh, that is so me, that is so me. So it really made me want to dive deeper into finding out more about myself Hmm. Um, and some of my reactions, because as a six, I am very reactive. And so, um, I started listening and recognizing that there are patterns. Um, and as far as with my yoga, I recently was introduced because there were uh, some friends, um, including Kat that were talking about the Enneagram. I was like, Oh my gosh, I know all, I know a lot about it. I've tried to, um, incorporate that into different areas of my life and it just is one of those things that's just kind of um I knew about it and and it keeps showing up so it was showing up in centering prayer it was showing up um in yoga it was showing up through different kinds of organizations that I've been involved in and um and so I was I really wanted to be involved Kudos. Just to highlight different organizations that I've been involved in, that's kind of a hallmark of a six. They love groups. They love to commit to different organizations. So something like you mentioned, centering prayer, yoga, being a part of different things, that lights Mm -hmm. a six up. Mm -hmm. Does that resonate? Absolutely. Yeah. Such a six. Okay. So my first question for you um, is about the deadly passion of the six. Sometimes it's called the shadow side, the deadly sin. And of course, that's 
anxiety. And so I'm just curious, how does anxiety, she's laughing, guys, because <laughs> like bouncing her foot up and down, like, oh, yeah. thank you for asking me that one. That's my favorite question. Anxiety. Anxiety is everywhere. It's anxiety from being perfectionist. It's anxiety from being um, a mom. It's anxiety for teaching. I mean, it's, it is every, it's, it's, um, it's overwhelming sometimes that I can even overwhelm myself. And if I don't worry about something, I find something else to worry about so I can have the anxiety. And sometimes I can even get, I mean, my mouth is going before my head is going and I'm just a nervous wreck. I mean, you know, I'm in and out. And, yeah. um, but I, I really see it more in my perfectionism is that I, um, I don't want to fail. And right. so I want to be overprepared mm-hmm. and I want to make sure that I um, have looked around the room, that I'm safe. Mm-hmm. And, and if I feel like I walk into um, a snake pit, then that anxiety is just like through the roof. Yeah. And that's where yoga has came in for me because it's really taught me how to slow down and not be so reactive and so anxious about yeah. what's going to come next. That's great. So you're learning to enter the present moment through things like yoga and centering prayer. Exactly. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. great. So you have these practices that turn you away from that deadly sin of fear and and towards a more centered self. Exactly. And mm-hmm. your wing, tell tell everybody what your wing My is. My wing is a seven, yeah. which is also happy go lucky and yeah. um, and so but it you know, with the decision-making process, yeah. too, of, okay, am I a five? Am I a six? Am I, you know, what is my wing? And so when I really look at all of the numbers and zero in on my everyday actions, it really helps me to identify with that. Yeah, and a six with a seven wing really does need to get grounded. Like, that, the, the energy there is quite anxious sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so you have those practices <laughs> that get you, yeah. you get on your mat and you get grounded, you know, you go to centering prayer and you get grounded. Anything else that helps you to get grounded? Um, just, you know, if I can go take a long walk, if yeah. I learn how to stop and breathe, pausing mm. is a big thing for me yeah, um, because, um, you know, I'll jump from thing to thing to thing. Because most of it is I'm trying to prove myself mm-hmm. that what a, a trusted situation can't be trusted. Yeah. yeah. So I've yeah. had to learn to pause and I just got stop. chills. You yeah. said a trusted situation can be tried. That's a hell of a ride right there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Can be tried. That's a lot. Yes. And that's why I have to always go back to I'm safe. Mm-hmm. You are okay. Yeah. Breathe. Is there a safe place you go to in your mind where like, you know, some people have like imagining their favorite beach or whatnot. Is there, do you have a practice like that of, or what is it for you? Not so much as the, as the mantra, okay. just because um, that's one of the things that I learned uh, through the centering prayer yeah. is to think of that one word and mm-hmm. safety is one of my biggest fears. And that's what caused all mm-hmm. the anxiety because I'm always thinking that the, that the rug's going to be pulled out from underneath my feet. Yeah. And what am I going to do? And that's that negative side that, you yeah. know, uh, thinking that something bad is going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. I just, you know, I have to be, I have to be grounded. I have to have my two feet on the floor. <laughs> I have to know where I'm going. I have to know my schedule 
and my my area has to be also like that. I can't ha- yeah. I can't be in a lot of chaotic situations yeah. because it makes me so anxious. Yeah. Yeah, and the mantras that we need might point us to our number. So, and I know you know this <laughs> and Kat you do as well, but for the the 5, the 6 and the 7, what they're seeking is safety and security. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, for the 2, the 3 and the 4, what they're seeking is attention. And for the eight, the nine, and the one, what they're seeking is autonomy. So if you're a listener and you're not sure what your number is, you might want to start with that question. What am I seeking? Am I seeking safety, attention, or autonomy? Mm -hmm. And at least that would point you to your triad, right? It is such a good good point because I don't know if I, I don't know if I mentioned it to Christy or um or you Stace, but um I've misnumbered myself as a six for the longest time. For years <laughs> yeah. I was a confident six. And I'm a one by the way. And to your point, it's it you've got to go deeper and see mm what lies underneath and what propels your thoughts and reactions and your outlooks Mm -hmm. that reasoning is Mm -hmm. what's very important what Mm -hmm. are you seeking so Mm -hmm. that to your point is so true Mm -hmm. and this may seem confusing to listeners the idea that it can take a while to find your number but that's part of the Enneagram it's doing some soul searching it's kind of asking the existential question who am I and then it leads you to why am I here on this earth and then it leads you to how can I grow? How can I become more? The Enneagram doesn't put you in a box and say, this is who you are. It says, this is who you can become, Mm -hmm. which is powerful. And so it does take a lot of soul searching. And for a lot of people, it can take a year to find Mm -hmm. out what their number is or longer. But there's some, there's some good stuff. Yep. If you stay with it, so it can be confusing. And if you're just listening to this and trying to figure out, oh, what is my Enneagram number? Mm -hmm. Like, Sit with it. Take some time, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Which, speaking of this, so, and this question is about Enneagram or yoga, whichever mm-hmm. one you want to relate to. In Oprah speak, did you have an aha moment? Mm. Like when you were like, oh my gosh, this is it. I want more. And if you did, what was it? I mean, it was really learning through when it kept showing up in my life. And when I found out about the Enneagram, then I go into the Serene Prayer at several different places. I mean, Mm because I was involved in in several places, and we were doing the Richard Rohr part. And that's when I was like, oh, wow. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's more. There's there's Mm -hmm. a deeper side because – I, for so often, tried to find my identity through my surroundings, which is another Mm -hmm. sign of a six. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. it was just like, and I had to learn how to trust myself Mm, that what I was doing was okay. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and that that my decision-making process was a lot stronger. Than mm-hmm. I was, than it was, and yeah. it's like that was a big aha moment for me because I I, I always relied on others. I, mm-hmm. You know, I was a scared of authority figures, but looked to them at the same time. Right, scared of institutions, but looked to them at the same time. Oh, wow. But it gave me a direction, so it gave me a, an air, a way that I could move forward in my life, knowing who I am with confidence, mm-hmm. and so that my I could that I could stand up for myself mm-hmm. in ways and not be so frightened by someone else's reaction that put me over the edge. Does that answer the question? Yes. And can I tell you, you know, when you hear, when I hear you say fear, and I know six, that's the driver fear. You never come off as fearful. You come off as 
abundant, outgoing, <laughs> social, funny, personable. Like you wouldn't, and that's another part. Like mm-hmm. so much of that is internal, mm-hmm. internal work, internal struggle, internal growth, internal everything. Mm-hmm. And what we show a lot of times to the world is not usually exactly. what's on the inside. So kudos to you. Yeah. And that's part of too, like, getting in that institution and that community where you know the people Mm -hmm. around you. So it's like after I can, you know, get into my little circle, then I can, then I want to bring people in. I want to show, oh, I got this. I've got this. I mean, this is what helped me and this is the way I help other people. Yeah. Yeah. And what you said too points directly to the six that the six is kind of paradoxical they struggle with trust like trust is really hard for them the eights are the other number that trust can be really hard for but they also love belonging and love being a part of groups so it takes a little while sometimes to go is this group safe Mm -hmm. but once they decide that this group is safe they really trust and they really you know give their hearts to something Mm -hmm. so that's an interesting part of the six and you said that beautifully yeah thank you yeah yeah all right so next question and this um is about safety and security so of course we've already said the sixes love to feel safe and secure but what are the moments when you do feel safe and secure? Um, I would say that when there's not a lot of change going on, when there's a lot of structure, when there's a lot of positive energy, mm-hmm. like I can feel um, bad energy or mm-hmm. negative energy. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it, it's, you know, and I know I've gotten to where I know how to back away from that mm-hmm. and, so if everything is structured and routine and which is another part of six, I mean, I like to do the same thing every day mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, my house is in order my, my kids are safe and, mm-hmm. and you know, I am, my environment's not chaotic. I mean, my car is clean, my things are organized, mm-hmm. um, I'm well planned and prepared mm-hmm. and I can show up and mm-hmm. be um, calm mm-hmm. and not going on two wheels sideways. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I can tell when I start moving into a bad place and it's my little unhealthy six. What mm-hmm. shows up? Chaos mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm in a hurry. I don't stop to sit down to eat. I'm running. I'm over committing. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I'm worried about, uh, did I show up for this? Do I need to do that? Mm-hmm. Did I do enough here? And perfectionism will, will really strike hard then and, and beat myself up over like silly things. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I can't believe you just spilled that. Yeah. Things yeah. like that. And so I know when I get to, to that state that it's like, okay, you need to slow down. So is that the time where you pause? That's where I pause. Mm-hmm. And that's where I have to take time for myself. Mm-hmm. Breathe. Mm-hmm. Stop. Mm-hmm. Just stop. Mm-hmm. And then I have to get myself back into my structured routines mm-hmm. and then I'm okay. And that's mm-hmm. safety to me. Good. Yeah. That's so good, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. Like speaking to oh, I thought like what you say resonates with me so much. Like <laughs> I feel made and it's important to say we all have all the numbers inside of us. Yeah. You know all nine numbers. But maybe some more than others. I want to say like I feel the sick sickness in me. <laughs> like you're talking, I'm like, yes, I feel yeah. it. I feel it. Um, so let me ask you this, Stacy. Do you rely more on Enneagram or yoga in your everyday life? Both. 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 So you would say equally? Equally. Because okay. I, would, I think that the Enneagram t- 
taught me about myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yoga gives me the tools that I need to control myself, nicely put, balance yeah. myself, mm-hmm. yeah. And, yeah, and so when I know what I need, because yeah. before I got into the Enneagram, I didn't know what I needed. I didn't yeah. even really know who I was, yeah, um, until I started doing like the soul searching, mm-hmm. and you know, yoga has taught me like, okay, this is when you're getting um, overworked and you can challenge yourself, mm-hmm. but yet. You, you don't have to push yourself, yeah. you know? I mean, so it gives me that healthy balance of when to push and when to pull back. Yeah. That's so well put because yoga is about finding balance between ease and effort. And in a lot of ways, depending on your Enneagram number, there's finding that balance, you mm-hmm. know? You're wanting to find balance between your your arrow of stress and your arrow of uh, growth. And mm-hmm. it's just all about finding you know, balance. They're both about that in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different ways, yes. Yeah. And my favorite poses in yoga are grounding poses. Really? Ooh, yes. That makes Pigeon. Sense. I mean, any, you know, things that mm-hmm. I can, that I know that I'm, I'm safe. I mean, mm-hmm. it is solid underneath me. Mm-hmm. Mountain pose. I mean, mm-hmm. I could just, you know, and so those are the ways that it's really helped me, but it's also shown me what I needed yeah. and, and verified that through physical, mm-hmm. you know, emotional, spiritual, yeah. all of those ways. Yeah. So, question, since you love grounding poses, what is your favorite grounding pose as a six? And could you maybe walk our listeners through it? I would say that, that pigeon is my, is my favorite yeah. grounding pose because I am flat on the ground. Yes. And, um, and I'll, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but I'll even put that sandbag. Yeah. On I the saw back it. Of my, well, By the, the way, cl- Christy just it, came from yoga class. So <laughs> I saw that sandbag on your sacrum and half pigeon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's like, sometimes I'll think I can't even get close enough to the ground. Like I can't get, wow. I can't get any further. Like I could go, somebody just stand on my back because wow. I feel like every piece of my body is mm. down on that floor. And it's also a way of like a surrender, like a, like a, yeah. like a, I relax mm-hmm. and, and where I hold my stress is my hips oh, wow. and it allows me to release. You feel safe and you surrender worry. Yes. That's everything. beautiful. So yeah, for any listeners, you can do pigeon you can do the half pigeon where your stomach is forward you can go on your back and you can do recline pigeon you can like do a figure deer pose. four yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. any of the figure four yeah. anything taps out in the outer outer hip joint which hip is our largest joint and second most mobile joint so it's very beneficial for all of us to mm-hmm. do on a physical sense but the tricky part about Pidgeot, it sometimes does feel emotional for a lot of yeah. practitioners. Yeah. So the key is to find the, the the variation that works for your body because we're not all built different, the same. We're all built differently. So as long as you can find a variation that you feel is tapping in in your outer hip and then find a place where you can stay and hold the steady breathing. Because if you get in the shape and then your breath starts getting cut up or you're holding the breath, you know that that is not the variation mm-hmm. for you. So finding the place not only to build the pose, but stay in it safely mm-hmm. with the calm breath is where pretty much magic happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for any of our sixes, mm-hmm. yep. try, pose, try get grounded. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we know about sixes that they struggle with a little bit of suspicion sometimes, trust issues. Stacy's laughing again. So um, how has this shown up in your relationships? Oh, 
suspicious about everything because you're mm. always reading the You reviews. will make a good KGB agent <laughs> right there. Like, y'all know I'm Russian. Like, if KGB is listening, yeah. I'm in suspicion. Boom. <laughs> body great. language, body language, body language. <gasps> I mean, it is just like, and I can just name look. Me yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, and, and then the, the thing about the relationship part is that you're always testing, too. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you throw a test out there because once I become suspicious of something, then I have to prove to myself that I'm right. Yeah. And I'm also very factual. So it's like I'll, I'll just I'll and I'll watch and I'll watch. So it's that time of discernment when you're mm-hmm. really saying they're going, OK, I'm going to watch them on this situation yeah. and this situation and this situation mm-hmm. um, because you are so suspicious. Yeah. It is so crazy. You're saying like I feel the same way. <laughs> so my, my husband always says, like, I start with meeting people and automatically like not open arms at all, guarded. And then mm-hmm. we're going to need to back it up and we're going to need to get into the circle of trust. Mm-hmm. So you start outside of the circle of trust automatically. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. then you may enter if you pass If you the pass test. the test. Mm-hmm. But then you get, you're in the circle of trust till, till zombies start yeah. invading the, the world. Like you are in, you're in, buddy. Yes, mm-hmm. I love that. But you've got you to gotta get in. You start on the outs- outskirts. And it takes, yes, and it takes a long time because I am suspicious mm-hmm. of, yeah. rea- you know, w- yeah. just watching. And it's just like, and but once I trust yeah. and once I'm there, I'm there for life. Yeah, I mean, I will be your friend for a lot. I will protect you. I, will, I mean, because that's what—that's who I am. Yeah, you've got everybody's <laughs> back. Yeah, once once you discern, yeah. and we might could reframe it like we can call it suspicion, but a positive way to think about it is you're discerning, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. you're discerning about people. And yeah. I even tell my kids at school. I mean, we don't lie, we don't steal, we don't cheat. I mean, you know, and and I will see you eventually yeah. because the yeah. truth will always find you out. Yeah, that's what I know, and. So I, and then once I don't trust you, then I, then I, I have yeah. to back away because yeah. I have to have that feeling of safety, not for just myself, but everybody around me. Because if you're in my circle, you're already yeah. protected. Right. <laughs> yeah. That so. makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes it, does it make sense yes. to use a two? Because I think the two would be like open heart, like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I have like, to work on boundaries. Right. So like, whereas the six is a little bit better the, at that, you know, I have to really work on saying, okay, this is, this friendship may not be working for me. Yeah. So I need to set some boundaries yeah. with it. So yeah, yeah, yeah for it's sure. It's funny you mentioned that because I'm always a big protector of twos because I watch them put their guard down and mm-hmm. I'm going, you know, I'm like, a, I'm like a, yeah. you know, an eagle going, uh-uh, you're going to watch that step. <laughs> don't you see yeah. what's coming yeah, down don't the you, pipe? Can't you tell? Can, and, you know, and I have also been the kind of person like asking, you know, do you see that? Because I have a lot of friends that are twos. Did you see that? Did you see that? I mean, and I have to point it out because yeah. I've already, I mean, and mm-hmm. it's because Eagle Eye has already caught it. And it just, mm-hmm. and when people are like overly, overly try to humor me or, or, or com, you know, uh, compliments over mm-hmm. and over, I, that makes me very suspicious mm-hmm. to think, 
An alert. Yeah. You're an yeah. alert. You're, yeah. There's a red flag there. So mm-hmm. I got to watch you for a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that can, that can help us with empathy, too, when we know the Enneagram, because then you can start to understand, well, the two may be complimenting a lot because they're actually looking to be seen and looking to mm-hmm. be complimented. Like, you know, you not that it's not authentic sometimes for two, but sometimes it's coming out of their own pain and their own need for attention. Like we were talking about that need for, and that can help the six to kind of understand, Mm -hmm. you know, but also the six can learn that sometimes that, that compliments coming from an authentic place and they need to receive that. Yeah. Yeah. So the Enneagram helps us to kind of, you know, receive things that we've had trouble receiving, but also understand things Mm -hmm. we've had trouble understanding. So yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. I know. So um, here's my question. I know you've touched on that. So big desire for sixes is to feel safe and secure. Mm-hmm. Um, the opposite of safety is fear. Mm-hmm. So um, the reason I thought I was a six for a long time, because I have a very intimate relationship with fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for sixes, fear is very present. How does fear show up in your life? And what do you do to mitigate that? Fear shows up when I feel like I'm not prepared or confident in something that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, If I haven't rehearsed it and practiced Mm -hmm. it, and if I feel like I'm going to be caught off guard with uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Um, That showed up a whole lot when we went to virtual teaching, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't comfortable with the computer and I will, it, it just like, it's almost paralyzing mm-hmm. because you're like, I've got to be perfect. If somebody walks in this room, it's almost like, I think I need to know it. Like I've been doing it for 30 years mm-hmm. and I, and I can't understand why I can't just pick it up like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's that fear of failure. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. that fear of, um, not knowing. Yeah. And, um, and I just, I don't like to feel like I'm incompetent. Yeah. So I like to feel like I know if I'm going to present something to you, then I know what I'm doing. That's a five wing right there. I've ever heard of incompetence. (laughs) Yeah, that fear of incompetence. Yeah. And and I mean, you definitely do. I mean, I can see like the seven in you because there's like a real energy about you. And I could see why in virtual you would really miss the energy of a room because you do have that seven feeling of fun, enthusiastic. Like, I can feel that in you. And my Enneagram coach said to me recently that, like, as we get older and maybe in the second half of life, we start to move into the wing that we haven't, that we've been ignoring. So you would be moving into the five wing. And I see that in you. I see a lot of wisdom in you. So even though the fear of incompetence is maybe the health, the unhealthy part of the five wing, there's definitely like in you a lot of seeking for wisdom and knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so I just want to affirm that in you. I see the yeah. seven and the yeah. five. And yeah, I do too. Moving yeah. towards wholeness, the, right? The phobic and the counterphobic yeah. kind of yeah. sense. Yeah. The, and, yeah, and that's another part of the six, counterphobic and phobic. And do, have you discerned which one of those you are, phobic or counterphobic? Probably more phobic. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. Because, I, because I'm just, I mean, 
Because I'm on alert. I'm just, yeah. I mean, I'm a very, yeah. uh, but I have to be as well because of even what I do in my career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to know. I mean, and that's what I think that I love so much about my teaching career is that I love to see where kids are just by their actions. Yeah. I can watch mm-hmm. their anxiety go up and down just because I'm so used to mine. Mm-hmm. And so I can read my classroom and know what my kids need just based on their actions. And mm-hmm. so... I guess I stay in that, you know, phobic because I'm like, okay, what am I going to do next? Yeah. And, and I have that in my plans is if they don't get it this way, this is what I'll do next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can do it with groups of kids. Always plan B, C, D, and E. Oh, there's <laughs> On the ready. <laughs> On, yeah. the ready. On the ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the ready. I get it. <laughs> which is kind of has a lot to do with my next question, which is the six's tendency to catastrophize and worry about the future. And like, how does that show up beyond the classroom in your life? Oh, yeah. It's just it's like, here I am 28 years and I'm thinking, what am I going to do next? I mean, yeah, you know, it's the uncertainty. Yeah. It is the uncertainty that gets me every time. It's like, I'm not going to have a structure. I'm not going to have a routine. And it literally takes me in the summer when we get off for the summer. Yeah. I have to take a week to transition myself mm-hmm. because Ooh, I'm going to a non-schedule. Yeah. And I've got to create that schedule. Otherwise, I am everywhere. Mm-hmm. You have to create safety. Again. I have to create safety. Mm-hmm. I have to create. These are my routines. This is mm-hmm. what you're doing every day, Stacey. This is what you do in the morning. This is what you do in yeah. the afternoon. And I literally have to tell myself that. Yeah. Because once, I mean, we could go in and, and you know, anything can be a change. Yep. And I'm like, oh, no, what, what am I going to do now? I've got to have a plan. Yep. There's got to be a plan B. And that's what scares me about going through the retirement age is because I've done this all my life. Yep. And I'm just like, now what am I going to do? What am I going to fill my space and my time up to where Stacy feels safe and grounded? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm in the school year, everything's everything's just perfect. Everything's yeah. planned. It, it, everything's structured. Planned. You know just, what's yeah. coming next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this is, you know, a time of discernment for you. It of, is. Of what's, what's next. And, and of course, at being a six, I think, yeah. oh my gosh, am I going to have enough? Have I saved enough? Money? Yep. Have I done this? Yeah. Have I done that? Yep. And so yep. I'm always, it's always the negative side. Although I'm a very positive person. Very. Yeah. You, like you would never think. <laughs> Negative to me, negative to me, like, oh, you know, you're going to fail you. And so, but that perfectionism comes in because I have to make sure that I'm, I'm prepared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the dominant number is six, but then there's that seven in you that, that is lots of fun. And there's that one in you of that seven wing kind of going to the one sometimes mm-hmm. of the perfectionism. So it's, it's just interesting how all those different numbers can show up, even though we have a dominant number and you definitely have six <laughs> as your dominant number. But and ones for me too are very stabilizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ones. Ones mm-hmm. are very stabilizing. I knew it. Yeah. Sister. Ones mm-hmm. and nines. I can really, because they keep me more grounded. Yeah. Because I'm so flighty. <laughs> well, that's your era of health is a nine, right? That's yes. when the six becomes more trusting and calm mm-hmm. like a nine when they're, you know, go into their healthy space. So that's yeah. that's the era of growth, era of health. Sometimes it's called the era of integration. So just for anybody listening, if you're a six and you're becoming more calm and grounded, you're becoming the high side of nine, which is a really good thing mm-hmm. for us. For six, so yeah. you you know what you need to do, and that's that's yeah. great. And the people you need, you're attracted to nines. And there's yeah. sometimes there's certain people that where we do feel like, ooh, I need this person in my life because they have the very thing that we need. So mm-hmm. nines and ones 
They, they, they do something good for yourself. <laughs> yeah. And that's a, yeah, that's another, I think yeah. part of what you do learn about, about yeah. yourself is these are the kind of people that you need to kind surround of, yourself, you, with. surround yep. yourself with. Mm-hmm. And these people aren't going to be very healthy for you, but yeah. you know, because, because I can see like different, different groups, how I can react. Yeah. Because sixes can fit in. Yeah. We can just, you know, you can, you can get into a crowd because I love people. I love to do things yeah. with people, for people and help people. Sure. But I also have to be, I also have to be mindful that, you know, there's, there's that trust issue comes in there too. Yeah. yeah. Finding healthy, safe people. Exactly. I mean, you know, Brede Brown talks about like, if you're going to be vulnerable, you have to find people that you can be safe with. And honestly, all nine numbers, if they're healthy are safe. Right. Like Mm -hmm. if they're if they're in their healthy spot as any number on the Enneagram, they can be safe. But it's that discernment of finding out, well, who is safe and who can. Yeah. And it sounds like that's something you're good at. So, (laughs) yeah. Well, my last question, Stace, is about being prepared. And I love sixes for many reasons. Loyalty, kind of not being super trusty to start with, uh, routine oriented, organized, but the preparedness, it's like looking at beautiful piece of art. Like it's beautiful to me. So you would be the person I would want to go on a trip with or be like in walking dead scenario with like you are prepared. We're going to have the stuff we need to have. Do you have a story when uh, you maybe were over prepared to the part that it was comical? Because I love me a good laugh. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I said every day, every single day. I am. I mean, I will come. Even I leave school every day with everything. You're a Girl Scout. Yeah, I mean, I have it all, and it's just like. And even my kids will go. Do you do you need that? Yes, because if this the case, if this happens, and we went to, on a trip to New York, and I had everything. I had a whole bag of shoes and we're like, Mom, you know, and you don't even wear it. That's the thing is you don't even, but you in don't case even, you need to, but yes, in case it, I, it's there. I mean, yeah. I, I will be, I mean, and it's like, I will go through my checklist yeah, and make sure that everything's there. I mean, it could be, I mean, it's just like crazy stuff that I put in the bag to think that we might need it. And it's just, but it's an everyday thing. Yeah. It's a, literally an everyday thing. And I laugh at myself all day long because I'm thinking, now you've done it. Now what are you going to do? I mean, yeah. How are you going to get out of this one? Yeah. I mean, just because of, it's like it, your, that mind is always thinking. Yeah. So I can't think of anything like that just really like totally sticks out because it's I'll just and my whole motto is, I mean, it's not easy being me. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I've just got all this Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I get it. Well, I want to share a story you've shared with me. Hopefully it's okay. And it's very sweet. So a couple of weeks ago, you came in to class and you told me that in your classroom, you came in and you've noticed all of the computers from your kids were stolen. Mm -hmm. Like, can you imagine? So I I just want to preset the scenario for y'all. So Stacy number six, she left the room. Everything was set up. Every computer on the desk, I'm sure every chair, every table spaced, every pencil, every piece of paper. Am I about right? Like every box of tissue where it needed to be disinfected. Like I can picture it. And then then Stacy comes through the door the next morning and it's almost like cerebral. You know, something is up, but you have not like detected yet what is off in the room and then pick up from there. So 
Yeah, she's exactly right. I walked in. I mean, but I had spent all day on Friday yeah. literally tying the cords together with these little ties yeah. so that everything was organized. Did you get it? Yeah. I mean, of I course. spent hours. Prepared. Prepared. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was beautiful. And I walked in and I was like, something doesn't feel right. And about that time, mm-hmm. somebody came in and said, your room was broken into and all your computers were stolen. Mm-hmm. <gasps> and I was like... Well, what about our, our testing? I mean, what I about, mean I that mean, is your worst <laughs> case yes. scenario for yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. what are my kids going to do? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I'm on the phone. I'm just, uh, oh my gosh, what yeah. are we going to do? And luckily, they all replaced them. But then they replaced them. We had 19 stolen. I had 21 kids. And I was like, oh, now I've got two kids that don't get a brand new. I mean, it was just, yeah. it's just because things, that's going to be different. Yeah. I've got two that don't have yeah. two brand new ones. And I had to go back and I had to redo my cart mm-hmm. and I had to get everything yep. all together so I could get, but it, it is, it, it was. But at it, the end of the day, everybody got a computer like you made it happen. Yes. Everybody's got a computer and everything's fine. But so, I was just like, Ugh. again, y'all, you want to stick with the six <laughs> because if shoe is dropping, you want to be with a six because chances are they going to, they going to make it right. Yeah, and they say that the prayer for the six is a Julian of Norwich prayer, which is really great with this story because it all turned out all right. And that's what the six needs to remind themselves of is that in the end, all shall be well, all shall be well, all manner of things shall be well. I think it was Ian Cron that Uh said that was the prayer for the six, but Julian of Norwich, he was uh, a mystic, uh, wrote that prayer a long time ago. And the six needs to, whether the six is religious or not, the six needs to know that at the end of the day, it's going to be okay. And so does that serve you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Once you can call, you know, you got to, and that's the part that where the yoga and everything comes Mm -hmm. in is when you have to stop and stand back and not stay so reactive. You've got to just breathe. You got to remember who in my circle do I need to call to get this to happen? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that's how, and and you're right. And then everything will work out. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. Yeah. That's a good one. I tell myself that. Yeah, so that I am safe, this too shall pass, and all shall be well. Those are (laughs) wise words for the six. So um, as as we think about the six, one of the things I want to commend about the six is that they are a hardworking group. They work hard, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people like to have sixes working for their company because they're so industrious. So that's one of the things I'm sure that they love about you in the school system, but Sometimes, because they're always prepared, because they're like that good little Boy Scout or Girl Scout, um, and always have everything ready and prepared, and because they're looking into the future and what might go wrong, they can spend a lot of time working so hard to prepare that they miss the present moment and they miss the fullness of life. Mm -hmm. So how are you starting to kind of recognize your limits and not having to kind of overdo all the planning and just kind of slow down and say, hey, I don't have to be so industrious. Are you recognizing that part of yourself and starting to slow down some and not having to overdo it? Does exactly. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely makes sense. And there again, that's where yoga has came in um, because... I have to, I mean, I've even done things as far as like setting time limits. Mm -hmm. You get 20 minutes to work on this and then you got to take a break Yeah, because I've had to, I've had to teach myself 
to slow down and not overdo because mm-hmm. I, you're a doer, you're a fixer, you know, you're a troubleshooter and, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking at all directions, but then, you know, you've missed, you know, you've missed everything standing there in front of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and because of that need to please or, or to be, you know, so prepared, then, then, you know, you have to step back mm. um, because I know that there has been times that I've missed things, even with my kids, because, yeah. you know, you know, with kids who are babies, you know, and I'm sitting here working on my lesson plans, got to get everything done, you know, and mm. then it's just like, wait a minute, I got to stop. Mm. And I've got to spend time with, with, with people that I love and care about mm-hmm. because it can, you can become a workaholic. You yeah. can become, I mean, you can get involved in all these things and, and, and then you, you leave yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you lose yourself in the process. Yeah. So I have to always remember that I've got to take the time for me and what, yeah. and to recognize what do I need and what do I feel in this situation? Yeah. And am I overwhelmed or am I not? I mean, mm-hmm. and so it, it's a, co- it's a lifelong coaching for myself. Yeah. And sometimes I even have to stop at school. Like you would stop during the day or whatever and just think, where, where are you, what are you feeling right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that way I have to keep myself present. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. to recognize myself. Mm-hmm. And when I get away from that is when I know that things, I need to slow down mm-hmm. and, and, and t- spend time alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I like to be involved with people in yeah. a circle around me. And, uh, and it's, and that for me to be healthy is I have to step back and recognize where I am at the, mm-hmm. at the present moment. Otherwise, yeah. I'd get lost. <laughs> yeah. mm. To step back and recognize where you are in the present moment, otherwise mm. you get lost. And that mm-hmm. can be true for a lot of us. So mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Wise words. <laughs> well, we are so grateful to you, Stacy, for being here for 28 years of serving our children and the school system. Amen. We commend you for that. You are a true loyalist. And we're just thankful that you've come and, and shared so much of your wisdom and who you are. And uh, we are thankful. Thank, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Welcome to this meditation for Stacy, for all Enneagram sixes, and for all of us who struggle with anxiety and who struggle with trust and needing to trust ourselves, others, and the world. And you may notice that when I offer these meditations, I often use we language or our. Um, so it's a collective meditation, and I'm saying it. Um, for a community of people who are listening to Enneagram plus yoga. So instead of saying me or I, um, I want to be aware that we're doing this meditation together, even if not at the very same time, there's this idea of meditating in community. So I'm thinking about what pose would be good for this meditation. And I know airplane pose is a great pose for Enneagram sixes because they need to find courage and open up their heart and take flight and find that freedom of a bird or an airplane in the air. And yet doing airplane pose while we're doing a meditation just doesn't fit. So let's maybe think about goddess arms just to start the meditation just to open up in your body to open up in your heart 
So it's like a 90 degree angle with both of your arms, goalpost arms is what you're going for. Maybe your elbows come slightly back to open up in the heart. That's so important for an Enneagram 6 to open up in the heart space so that they can trust themselves and others more readily. So find your goddess arms. Take a moment just to be there and to start breathing in through your nose. Exhale out through your mouth. One more deep breath in. Exhale, release. And then just surrender to the breath. Stay with the breath. Maybe close your eyes if that feels good to you. So we come as we breathe, celebrating the six's ability to find and create safety and security for themselves and others. We are thankful that they foster groups and places of belonging in the world. But we also acknowledge that our need for security blankets and safety can keep all of us from moving out of our comfort zone and finding our freedom and flight in life. We recognize that in order to move beyond anxiety, we must choose to live in the virtues of courage, confidence, faith, strength, trust, and hope. Instead of catastrophizing we come trusting that we can handle whatever comes our way. We let go of the tendency to look to authority figures for answers in order to feel safe. And we come to find that safety within our heart space. As we sit here in silence, we experience peace and courage, and we release anxiety and fear. We come to surrender our fears and choose to trust ourselves, others, the world, and even a presence bigger than ourselves. You are safe. You are secure. You are loved. And may you just sit and bask in that knowledge and go out and be a courageous presence in this world. Namaste, friends.